Great. I'm at the uh, Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, uh, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. My name is uh, Ben Britton. I work for Tin Man Game Studio. We're based in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. And um, what kind of games do you guys make? Um, so you guys are an indie studio, so... Yeah, we're a, a really tiny studio, and we make these games that we call game books. Um, they're sort of based on, inspired by the older sort of choose-your-own-adventure books or fighting fantasy or goosebumps, those books where you read a story and every so often you're presented with a choice and if you, you make different choices, you go to different sections in the story and then the, the, the story sort of evolves based on your choices. Yeah, so it's an interesting interesting genre and you also have an interesting price point. Can you talk about uh, the platforms that it's on and the price that you have? Sure, I mean, currently we're on basically all the iDevices, I iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch. Um, we charge $5 for each one of our books. And uh, a lot of people, when we say that, think, oh my gosh, that's a, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah. And, and what, what our, our theory is that, one, like we, one, we spend a lot of time and effort to make a really quality product. And it's a very niche market for what we do. You know, it's, it's sort of like guided role-playing almost. Yeah. And uh, the people who are in that market for those sorts of stories um, appreciate the quality we put into our products. And so we can charge that amount of money. And it also gives us a sort of a perceived value. Because we're $5. Um, and our stuff is, is high quality, looks, looks good, well presented, well presented, high production value. Um, people are okay to spend that because they think, oh, this is worth, because we charge $5, they, yeah. they, they then value it more. And um, they actually treat our books as sort of collector's items almost. We have five books right now in the App Store. Yeah. And each book has its own little icon, with a little one and a two and a three. And people like to collect those. They're almost like collecting, you know, things yeah. almost, even though they're all virtual, but people enjoy collecting them. And because we have that extra value, people then associate more value with that product. Are you getting more people on iPhone or on iPad since this seems like a more uh, reading type experience? Right. Um, we actually have more people on iPhone at the moment. Oh, wow. Just because uh, it's, we've been out for iPhone longer, obviously, because okay. iPad came out last year. And then we didn't get to the iPad until about November, well, was it September last year? So, but we, the iPad experience is, is quite a bit better. Um, and, and, it's, uh, and our apps are all universal as well. So if you have an iPhone and an iPad, you just have to pay once for it. So um, we, have a, we have a lot of people who are on both who will like read half the book on the train with their iPhone and then they get home and read on their iPad. So, um, but we, we definitely see the iPad uh, growing because the iPad is a great platform for the book reading. And since our stuff has that extra sort of dice rolling and interactivity, the iPad really you know, helps make it more immersive. Yeah. And, um, okay, so, so you develop these games, you know, they've got an, uh, a unique price point. Um, let's talk about the design of these games. Sure. Um, you know, why do you feel you have that um, unique following? Um, one of the things we really wanted to do when we set out with the game of conventions was sort of capture the nostalgia of those older actual physical books. And, and what's the audience actually? Let's let's clarify. Um, you know, is it mainly women? Is it mainly men? Um, what's the age? Um, our, our our original focus, what we thought the audience was, was mainly sort of men in the sort of mid to lower thirties, basically how old I am. You know, um, who basically played these games when when they were kids, who read the books, played the fighting fantasy games. And we really wanted to sort of, that was our target market. We've come to discover that actually our market's actually quite a bit broader than that. Um, for the most part, for these games, because they're sort of fantasy books, anybody who's sort of into tabletop role-playing, uh, be it male, female, um, you know, usually sort of teens and up, um, really enjoy, enjoy it. So if they, if they like sort of tabletop role-playing games, um, or that sort of role-playing genre, then they tend to like these books. Okay. And how do you go about designing one of these books? And um, yeah, let's 
and are you using any special tools? Because um, you know, you you can focus. You want to focus on the role play rather than the technology. So how do you? Yeah, I mean, our focus is mostly on on the narrative. Make sure that the, yeah. that, the, that the story, the adventure, is worthwhile for the for the readers. And uh, we actually have some internal tools that we've created that help build these sort of non-linear branching stories for the gotcha. authors, so the authors can use our tools to make it easier for them to write the stories and keep track of everything. Um, but the basic design of the, of the books was sort of trying. To, we're trying to. Like I said, inspired by the old actual books, so we have like the pages, and you get the page flipping noise, um, and we have like the old the artwork we have is all hand drawn um, to capture that old hand drawn style, and um, it tends to be black and white hand drawn, um, and each each sort of book has a different look and feel to it. So our uh, the book we just released, Catacombs of the Undercity, has sort of this green sort of dirty, you know, musty sort of eerie feel to the book, and all yeah. the music and the colors and everything sort of mixes together to, to make that. Feel so. Whereas some of our older books, like our first book, Assassin in Orlandes, had this sort of Spanish feel to it, and and sort of the the colors are all sort of warmer and and you know yellows and reds and warm colors. Yeah. You know, so we try to each each book has its own sort of the story itself as well as the setting has its own feel, and we sort of try to figure out what what color schemes and and what art styles and what music fits that feel, and then we try to get all that into the into the app. And how do you determine whether a narrative is fun? How do you, I mean, are you doing play testing? Are you having people read this stuff? Do you have a light version where you can, people can kind of try it out and there's a cliffhanger and then they have to actually um, click a button to purchase to get to the next step? Well, well, that's, a, that's a actually a really good idea. We actually are looking at, at expanding more into those sort of like freemium, like uh, yeah, yeah, 100 yeah. sections for free kind of thing. Uh, currently, they're all, you buy it, you read it. Um, and the way we sort of decide if they're good or not is like we have uh, a bunch of writers who, either bring stuff to us or we go to them and say, hey, write us a story, and then they do, and then we basically just sit down and read it, and because we're basically the core of our target market, if, if we like it, yeah. then we publish it. How long How long does it take to make one of these books, then, um, since you have writers and other people writing? Uh, from start to finish, it can take anywhere from three months to a year, really, depending oh, on how, I mean, that's, like, from start, like, from, like, pitch to writing the book to, you know, getting the artwork and everything. Um, for us, since... Uh, we we outsource a lot of the, we say we outsource but we we get the writers and, and artists out so once once we have the sort of the the first draft of the book and all the artwork in house it takes us usually about four weeks to get the book out and to find these writers do you just go online and go to some of these popular writing sites that's, that's exactly what we did originally um, Neil who who founded the company um, had had the idea for this and he basically that's what he did he went to some of these sites that have these sort of online there's like like amazing little creative like you know yeah. areas out there who have their own little contests and, and they're doing interactive fiction. And he basically said, "Hey, we want to try this thing. Um, if anyone's interested, let us know." And he got um, a bunch of responses and he picked the five that he thought were the best, and those became our first well, our first six books. And then he wrote one of those. So okay. those those first five that came in plus the one he wrote were our first six books. So you know, there's a lot of reading in your book. Um, how are you going to reconcile that with what it seems like the mass market wants? It's just like pure, quick entertainment. Do you feel that, are you just going to focus on a niche, or are you going to try to figure out ways to make it more mainstream? You mentioned the freemium model. Are, are there ways that you're going to try to take this experience or this narrative and make it more accessible? Uh, definitely, definitely. I mean, we're, we're, we're definitely focusing on that sort of, that, that augmented book. You know, that's, that's, that's what we're focused on, because I think, for us, the story is the most important thing, and, and getting the story across to people the quickest way is through, the, through reading, obviously, um, yeah. with the choices. We have extra stuff with the dice rolling going on. Um, we're not really looking to go to like the adventure games or like role play, like proper role playing games with 3D, stabby, yeah. and the shoot in the face and stuff. Um, mostly just because there's plenty of that. If, if if you're into that kind of game, you got lots of choices. But if you're into sort of this this more very narrative heavy 
then there's not very many choices. And we want to try to really scratch that itch in the market. Um, have you thought about applying this to romance novels? I know you talked about fantasy, but I, I think actually I was reading something. It's like romance novels are like one of the biggest genres of books. So I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, and you're, I mean, you're, you're basically like going through my points for me here. Um, <laughs> yeah, like the first seven books are set in this Orlandi's fa fantasy swords and magic world. And um, after that, we're going to some sci-fi. We have some romance writers who are writing books for us right now. It's awesome. sort of this paranormal romance. Uh, well, when's that going to come out? I'm just curious about what happens because, you know, fine, fantasy, sci-fi, that's more guy-oriented. I mean, it's just really curious to see if, if that'll, the romance stuff will work. Well, I mean, we really hope so. We're like the, we, we, we do have a lot, a lot of women readers who read the, science, the, the yeah. fantasy stuff. And, and they've expressed interest in sort of this more, I mean, like I said, the paranormal romance, the, the Twilight books and other things like that, as well as just straight romance. Um, as well as mystery oh, and yeah, detective yeah. work. I mean, all this stuff. We're sort of uh, we, we we chose fantasy as a starting point because it's a, it's a very it's a niche market, and those people tend you know they they, they like their stuff. It's, it's I shouldn't oh, say it's yeah. easy to break into, no, but it's it's, it's it's a known quantity, um, especially for us who are you know you know fantasy yeah. nerds. So uh, breaking into these other markets is a little frightening for us, but we think it's going to be really great because yeah. our goal is really just to find a way to take our readers on an adventure whether that be through some swords and goblins, or a romantic adventure, or a mystery novel, or whatever it is, that's our goal, is just to bring them on an adventure and entertain them for however long it takes them to get them. Now, what about other developers who say, okay, if you want to take them on an adventure, make an adventure game. Um, I know I know, you said that you like this, this genre, but are you open, I mean, if it's just about the story, if it's just about taking them on the adventure, are you open to other types of game mechanics and gameplay that allows that to happen? Or do you feel that they're, there is something very provocative. I know, obviously, you do feel there's something provocative about this format, but are you willing to evolve the format? Oh, I think so. I mean, we're, we're, we're I mean, every, every time you get a new book that comes in, our authors have more interesting ideas about how to make it somehow better, you know, yeah. how to augment that book experience more and more and more. And so we are adding more and more stuff to the engine, you know, almost monthly. Okay. Um, and we're definitely open to expanding that format. I think we're, we're very passionate about the book format just because we think that's, it, it, puts, it puts the story above the game mechanic, if that makes yeah. sense, you know? And, and while that's not necessarily, you don't necessarily have to put the story first to have a good game. I mean, I, there's lots of games I enjoy where it's mostly just, you know, running around. You know, the story is secondary or tertiary. Um, but we really want to focus on that story. For us, the story is the most important thing. And so, of all the changes, as we evolve the, the gamebook engine and add more interactive features and game mechanics and stuff, we just are, are we, we never want to get, get, get away from having story being the most primary goal, as it were. Okay. And, um, yeah, any other than suggestions for other developers who are looking to do an experimental um, type of book like um, game? Um, what's What do they have to keep in mind? I mean, not, not to say they're going to compete with you, but what do you have to keep in mind? I know what's interesting is that you said story above game. Right. Um, which is very different than what you know, other other games are about. So, so what else do they have to keep in mind? Um, well, I mean, definitely. Like, I mean, you just need to sort of figure out where along the spectrum of story versus game you fall. Um, I mean, for books, for us, it's about having a quality, like having the story be compelling, and especially since our books are branching, is having each branch be compelling as well. Okay. And that's uh, that's sort of what we struggle with is trying to make sure that that you know you never just walk off a cliff and die. We do have some funny. We do have some things where you open it. You know, you don't say open a door, but you make the wrong choice and that's it, you're done. You know, there's some some stuff like that. But like talking to other people who want to do sort of similar things, I would say absolutely go for it because it's a pretty small market right now. There's really only us and a few other people who are doing this sort of like game books yeah. on the mobile devices. And I think that there's actually there, there, there there's a hunger for it. The people out there who like our books read all the other books and like, you know, we can't we can't make these fast enough for them. Yeah. 
you know. are, are you thinking about also adding mini games to the book? So you know you have your text, but then there's certain situations where you do an adventure or match three or whatever else, or is that just really going to mess up the whole feel of the book? We've we've talked about that, and I think I think we would add it if it made sense with the narrative. You know, like it wouldn't it couldn't just be like a like a throw in like oh and now you have to do whatever. Like if it made sense, like you had to pick a lock or something. Okay. Yeah. And if it really made sense in the narrative, we might look at that. I think I think we're trying we're not we're not trying to avoid that necessarily. But we're just, like I said earlier, we're just trying to focus on what, what mechanics make sure that the story comes first. And if, if, if we have like a match three or some sort of mini game that makes a lot of sense within the narrative, yeah. we would definitely look at adding that. And how, what are you doing to build your community and to keep things going? Or are you doing it? I mean, it seems like a solitary single player experience. Are there ways that you're getting people you know, to keep communicating with each other and talking? Like, like most indies, we're sort of learning this whole marketing thing, yeah. you know? Um, so mostly what, I mean, like our biggest things are like, uh, Twitter, forums, our blog, we post a lot of blog stuff, um, and we try really hard to basically talk directly to our to sort of readers. Like, if, if, they, if they tweet to us and say, hey, blah, 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 you know, can you help me out, whatever, we'll, we'll literally, like, talk right back to them. If you. If you read the book and get stuck or find something interesting and you send us an email, we will reply right back to you. Like, you're not going to, there's only two of us in the, in the company, yeah. and, and we're, we're very responsive to our, our people, so. And we, we try to be active on the forums and try to do all the sort of guerrilla marketing that you do as an indie, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like that's probably marketing is probably our our weakest suit, and we're trying really hard to sort of like get more of that stuff out, you know, try to figure out more of that. And we're trying to add more things like Game Center, Open Faint, yeah, you know, so that people can see like, oh, you know, I saw that John did this thing and got that achievement, or whatever. So, yeah, right. And um, where can listeners find out more about your books? Potentially buy them, download them, stuff like that. Uh, go to TinManGames.com.au is our website, okay. and uh, you can find us that, or just look for Game Book Adventures on the App Store. Okay. You can find us. Thank you very much.